0: The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content.
1: This is Colvick Darkseed, I'm a half-orc cleric, I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dike seed. Shakes.
2: I am Melvin Hardy. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out.
3: I drink to forget and I think to remember.
0: Previously on the very good adventuring team. So, how much can you heal him for?
1: Up to 30.
0: Up to 30. So, well, you choose how much you want to put in him.
1: Oh, I can choose?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you stabbed me. And you see that she's got out her uh, her sword and she's like, she stabs the kenku that was on the ground in front of her, the one that Melvin killed. And it's just like, ah,
3: yeah, take that!
0: I basically look at him and I start
2: running as fast, I turn into a blur and then I jump and my feet stretch out in front of me
0: and I just keep going straight through his head and I just keep going. She's like, it's a good thing I was here to save you, boys. That wasn't going too well for you, was it? Eating a sentient being. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Help, you're so tasty. <laughs> Who the
2: fuck is this? It's a death guy, saw so some respect. I think I'm gonna cast sleep on death. I just look at Melvin Hmm
1: Where'd you get that idea?
0: Your mission Should you choose to accept it Is to plan A five year old girl's birthday party
1: Get Rod right here
0: Should <laughs> we go down to the bar And get a couple of kobolds
2: And pan them up like clowns? Party hats? Kazoos? Yeah. Does Grace have any friends That we know of? We need some candy Can we get some candy?
3: Should we get her a dagger? dagger with maybe like a deer horn antler
0: handle
2: we could make like slip, a, a slip and slide. slide
0: she is the happiest she has ever been in her entire life you guys are on the road to the village of astor which is where exute had directed you to go and find a relic for roscoe's use you're heading in from uh, the, the town of Astor, by the way, it was like a couple days' ride to the east of Andon. And as you're approaching, you notice that it is a it's a smallish town. It's probably about half the size of Andon. Uh, there's you know goats, chickens, whatnot running around as you uh, as you approach the town. You were told to ask for the Dinsmore family and as you do the you know the locals that are in town here, they kind of point you to a little farm at the edge of town. And when you approach, you see that there is a farmer out in the field doing some work. A little cottage off in the distance. And, uh, and there you be. What would you like to do? Greetings, farmer. He says, howdy. Kind of ambles his way over to where you guys are at the side of the road. You wouldn't happen to be uh, from the Densmore family, would you? He says, yes, I am. I'm Hampered Densmore. Didn't lardoons, <laughs> Larduins. <lardunes>, lard- <laughs> I should have been warming up with you guys. He says, I certainly am. My name is Hamper Dismore. What can I do for you?
2: Well, we were told to
0: find you. Uh, we are in search of a relic. A relic, you say? Hmm. Supposed you'd probably be talking about uh, the famous quiver in my family. Quiver? Well, I'll tell you right up front. You look like the uh, sort to be a bunch of adventurers, and I'd love to help you out, but I ain't seen it in, well, about five years gone now. Uh, I passed it on to my daughter. That had some good push <laughs> to it. Wow. It was a real, real squeaker, but
2: durable. It was a piccolo of farts. Kind of dainty. It's almost like he didn't want it to get out. <laughs> oh, the smell is terrible. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You still like your own brand? No. <laughs> I can <God>. taste it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're in your own shit bubble right now. So oh, no. just, we're going to have to start over.
1: <laughs> Do we? <it. laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: Mm. Jesus
1: Christ. I'm just waiting for it like, to hit me. <laughs> just... I know that's, the anticipation, it, it hurts more t- than actually I, t- I, t- I think it's too heavy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just tendrils creeping across the floor. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> the audience needs needs to know we're human. Everybody yeah. farts.
0: <laughs> except <laughs> for except for girls. Yep. What's the fucking from baby cakes? The the everybody's fucking lying to me. One of the lines is, <laughs> "Something ladies never do do."
3: <laughs> <laughs> ladies never do do. There it is.
1: Okay.
0: Who's out? Just this farmer. Uh, yeah. So there's just the there's just this farmer who's a har- uh, God fucking damn it! It's just this farmer hamper. He said his name was Hamper Dinsmore, like a clothes hamper. Yep. Spelled the same and everything.
1: Clothes hampered in dinsmore
0: And uh, he's, he explains to you that he had passed on the famous Dinsmore quiver down to his daughter. Uh, that was about five years ago. The last that he had seen of her is that she had gone off to the mayor's house and just never came back from that. So what's the story of this quiver? What makes it so important? Uh, he just says it's just a damn nice quiver. Said local folk always say that it's got some kind of special property or blessing to it, but it's just been a family heirloom for him. What's your daughter look like, Hamper? Now it looks like we're looking for your daughter. Uh, she is a uh, a young woman. Uh, she'd be well by this point probably twenty five, twenty six years old. I'm sure he actually knows how old his daughter is, but we're just gonna say she's twenty six. Fuck it and she is a uh, uh what is it short man i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me today i'm just running out empty or something that fart really smells mm-hmm. it's really distracting yeah,
1: yeah. It is <laughs> a very smelly fart you <laughs> yeah i
2: mean it smells like somebody just dropped like a whole like <laughs> barrel of old Coop. diapers <laughs> right on this book yeah. I... it smells it does smell like baby poop like <laughs> do, yeah. do you got to go check no it was dry. How do you know? High and dry. I'm not itching yet. <laughs> well, it hasn't dried yet. You better go check. You oh. better lay down like some toilet paper. <laughs>
3: Underwear is not sticking. <laughs>
0: All right. So you ask, you ask, what's his uh, what's his daughter look like? He tells you, she's a young woman, probably be 26 years old by now, got brownish hair, broad a shoulder, kind of plain looking. And she went to the mayor's house, you say? Yeah, she'd been uh, hanging out a lot with the mayor's daughter. Tell me what you know about the mayor and the mayor's daughter. Why is this guy telling
2: us shit anyway? We just walk up, hey, we want your heirloom us how to find your daughter. Why he is just, he telling us anything? Because that's D&D. An open country bumpkin, like a simpleton. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he's a... scratching his head a lot. Well, he's like, a...
0: simple jack out on the farm. Or... Yep. <laughs> okay. uh, what I would have you do at this point is roll some insight. All of us, or? Are... Whoever wants to know, whoever wants to be insightful. Roscoe, you roll. You insightful bastard. With a roll of six on insight, man, you get a plus three to that and everything, don't you? Yes, you do. With a roll of a six on your insight, you do not know why this guy is telling you all of these interesting tidbits. Interesting and useful tidbits. So you never know. It could be nefarious purposes. Could be he's going to try and get you to smuggle math past the mayor. Just no idea. Anything else useful you can tell us? He says, well, it's not just my daughter. Ain't anybody seen going in or out of that mayor's house since then? Nobody, not the mayor, not the daughter, nobody. Well, there's a butler there, but he don't really count for nothing.
2: So five years, nobody's gone in or out of this house except for the butler?
0: Kind of an open secret in the town that uh, we all know about, but, well, rumor got around too much. Then other people would come sniffing around trying to figure out what's going on, and we don't oh, really want that in this town. What's what's going on in there? A lot of butt stuff, or what? Could be a, Could be butt stuff. I don't know.
1: Where's the butler hang out?
0: The butler, it's butler stuff that's going on in the house. Mm-hmm. It's just super clean. Could you might say them.
1: anal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, DM anyway. made it funny. <laughs> Is that all you got, Hamper? Where does the where does the butler hang out outside of the home?
0: Yeah, just people see him coming and going, you know, getting food and stuff like that. So he lives in the house. What's the name of the butler? Uh Wadsworth. Wad.
1: God for
2: <laughs> worth. <laughs> Get your
3: Wadsworth. Hey Melvin, should we kill Hamper?
2: No, we can't No we're not gonna kill Hamper. We don't know if he's bad. We don't know if he's good. Well we, we can't We don't know if he's bad, so we should kill him.
0: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave them be for now. <laughs> why do you want to kill everybody? I don't want to kill everybody. Just hamper. As, you, as you're riding <laughs> away on your horses, you just turn around and give them the fingers to the eyes. <laughs> <thing.
1: laughs> Please don't hurt me.
2: So, all right. So we got a small town. We got a weird mayor's house. So why is this guy still... Is this guy still the mayor?
0: They haven't, like, gotten a new mayor since then. <laughs> so we should just... Like, <laughs>
2: Haven't seen that guy in five years, but he keeps getting voted in. <laughs> they seem to go all
1: right for him, so I just keep voting in for him. <laughs> Ain't I nobody think... run the town better than he has in the last five years. I think we should wait outside his house and wait till the butler comes out. Best
2: mail we've ever
1: had. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even do nothing. I love the, um,
2: it's uh, on Parks and Rec, where he, where he talks about his co-worker cool and his, I think, what does he say? It's like, like <laughs> it like, I had a friend once. We didn't talk for three years. Best friend I never had. <laughs> but we still sometimes never talk. <laughs> uh, okay, so this butler goes in and out of the house sometimes. Haven't seen the mayor. I don't know. What else do we really need to know? Let's go find this yep. butler guy. Right on into town. Well, let us let me ask uh, Hamper this, I guess. Assuming we track down your daughter and... Assuming she has the quiver, do you think she's going to give it up to us? He says, Well, you'll have to take that up with her. Are you going to be okay if we have the quiver? He says, I ain't got much use for it. You don't give a shit? All your family heirloom? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you might say that it's just a
2: plot device that I haven't put a lot of detail into. <laughs> Fair enough, Hamper. <laughs> butler
0: <laughs> I mean you know I mean granted this is like the world of d d which is theoretically boundless as my imagination but like I'm not going to give every single character of like A huge family we come well out. let me tell you back in all three when Mammy and Pappy let me get out my hamper novel <laughs> I feel mean, like that the fucking the Rick and Morty where he's I'll let you use my tower if you listen to my story <laughs> scene one fade in <laughs> That'd be... Well, Hamper, I think you've served your plot purpose here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just quietly fade off into the distance, never to be seen again. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Until Roscoe comes and kills you. <laughs> well,
0: at this point, you could, I guess. I'm done with him.
2: <laughs>
0: no? You don't want to? No.
2: Don't come. <laughs> There's no fun in it anymore. <laughs> Is he holding anything? <laughs> Is he... W- He's got well, a... Wait, before we go, do you have any money? <laughs>
1: Any other family heirlooms are <laughs> that aren't missing. <laughs> I figured if he's out trying to plow a fear, I'm just gonna break his break his plow stick and just walk off. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is your house
2: flammable? <laughs> Wait, Colvick just broke this guy's what does he have? A pitchfork? Yeah, I just figured He broke for... his pitchfork? I did. Dude.
0: <laughs> That's out of line. The... Okay. He just quiet he's like an NPC in a poor video game. He just goes back to farming. (laughs) He has nothing in his hand. The glitched out fucking half handled shovel he's working with.
1: Well you all have a nice day out there.
2: How does your god feel about you just breaking random pitchforks that belong to people? So
1: far I just fed Kinku to the entire town and I just got a tinkle of hope. So I don't know what tickles are fancy anymore. Alright, so you're just kind of experimenting? Let's let Yeah, let's yeah see I'm what just else. trying like different volumes of so far I mean that was chaotic, but really nothing nature like, but maybe something happened. Maybe you should maybe you should eat this guy. <laughs> 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 <Christ>. <laughs> oh
0: man. <laughs> really? <laughs> so all right. Let's take a let's take a quick break from the story and go off on a little tangent here. <laughs> Maybe you should eat this guy Let me just explain to you guys What what alignment actually means So There are two Imagine a T right And there is the scale of Good to evil And there's the scale of lawful to chaotic Eating people Or not eating people Would fall on the good to evil Scale of things Chaotic versus neutral what versus already lawful. Dead. <laughs> Well, it depends on a survival situation or not. I mean, uh, if you're just doing it for giggles... Just eating right. somebody. So what chaotic really means is that you do things for you, regardless of the laws of gods and men. And That
1: was for me. I felt good about it.
0: <laughs> lawful means that you do stuff... Regardless of whether or not it's good or evil, you're inclined to do things because there are laws, either from a god or from government or whatever else. So a great fucking example I heard about this is Han Solo is a perfect example of chaotic good. Because he just fucking, he was a self-serving asshole for most of the time, and he didn't give a shit about the Republic or the Rebellion or any of the rest of that stuff. But overall, he was a good guy. So he came back in, he personally risked himself and his ship and his buddy and all the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. So just summarizing all that real quick to say that chaotic doesn't necessarily mean you have to eat people. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not going to not do it because there's a law is what it comes out to.
2: But You do it because it tastes good.
0: The, other, the example on the other side of that, which I think is relevant and important to understand, is like, say, in some cities in the United States, and I'm sure elsewhere in the world, it's illegal to give money to beggars. There's actually laws against it that you're not supposed to give money to a beggar. But if you see somebody that's starving, and you're like, here's a fiver, go get yourself a cheeseburger, like, that's being chaotic. That's disregarding a law that is very specific and known and all the rest of it. But it's because you're doing a thing that makes you feel good or that you want to do. Not necessarily evil, just against the law. There. Be Han Solo give money to buggers. Eat Kenku. Eat Kenku. Got Kenku. Well,
1: thank you for that explanation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right? That was, I'm sure, super exciting.
1: (laughs) Be that as it may. (laughs) (laughs) So I've
0: broken the rake. Does he look delicious? (laughs) I mean, you've already got a skewer at this point. Rotisserie farmer. Anywho, so you guys are going to go up to uh, the mayor's house, take a look out for this butler? I
2: think so. Let's do that.
3: How far is the town from Hamper's farm?
0: He's just kind of at the edge of town. You're minutes away from the mayor's house. Can he put up our horses? Amber, can you put up our horses? Uh, he's going to look at you and look down at his busted shovel. <laughs> 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 I'd sure love to help you out, but it seems I'm short of shovel. All
2: right. Looks like we'll have to reimburse you for that shovel or pitchfork or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> the Your piece of farm garbage. Implement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, Colvik? Yes. You are correct. And then I hand him um how much would a shovel cost?
0: I mean a shovel's like a a copper probably. Mm. Or now.
1: It's called a silver. I'll do three gold pieces, one a horse.
0: Well there you go. He is now mighty inclined to take care of your horses.
1: Uh sorry, have fun have Sorry fun about there. your shovel. It it just happens sometimes.
0: <laughs> he gives you the uh, the old have fun storm in the castle and uh and Puts your horses up in his barn, shovels in some hay in there, pitchforks in some hay, I guess, since the shovel's busted, and that's really what you'd use for hay anyway.
2: I say goodbye to my horse, peanut butter.
3: And Lenny the dick. Goodbye, Lenny the dick. (laughs) (laughs) Lenny the dick responds with the... (laughs) Should we Do we want to go right to the mayor's house, or do we want to go into the barn and
2: see if we can get any more intel? Mm, I see what you're saying. But uh, I feel like the story will go faster if we just go right to the mayor's house. Sure, after the
0: mayor's we go, rather than encountering several more two-dimensional NPCs, <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> and debating,
0: murdering them.
2: <laughs> so tell me your life story. <laughs>
3: Whereabouts were you born?
0: There was a plot full of apples. Well, how you doing? There was a plot full of apples. That's, that is, it's actually one of the best like D and D pieces of advice when like the players get stuck on an NPC that's fucking meaningless and worthless, just do like the old school video games mm-hmm. and just have them repeat the same thing. You well, should
1: check the cave east of town.
0: You <laughs> should check the cave
1: east of town. Did you want to wait outside and see if this butler comes out, or did you want to investigate more of the house?
0: No, let's just
3: go
1: right in. Do you want to knock? Are we gonna knock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we so need the, to? It's I don't know. How come we're knocking on bandit doors, but not the actual house in town?
2: Let's see. Do, Do we know, would it be appropriate for us to just walk into this mayor's house?
3: I mean, we're searching for a missing person. I feel like the law would be on our side. Maybe we should check in with a constable.
2: Well, we gotta realize we're in a small town. The law is the mayor, most likely. So the mayor's in distress. He hasn't been seen in some time.
1: Maybe it's for the best. We don't let a lot of people know we're here if it's a small right. town. Maybe it's a conspiracy. For us.
2: Maybe Hamburg's lying to us. I say we just knock. I'm just going to go and knock at the door.
0: There's a phenomenal amount of debate in, about knocking in this podcast, but you go knock at the front door, and after a few minutes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> <laughs> you ring the doorbell.
0: So you go. Yeah. That's the- <laughs> All, all the doorbells in this world sound like farts. You could play the seven-note part. <laughs> it, it is the mayor's house. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense you'd have the fanciest doorbell. You knock on the door, and the door opens three inches, you know, just kind of a crack or so. And the house, by the way, it's in normal repair. It doesn't look like it's abandoned or anything weird's going on. It just looks like a normal house. It's a little bit larger than most of the other ones in town. Um, and by that, it's not talking about, like, grandiose scale. I mean, this thing is, like, probably about the size of your shop, maybe even smaller. But it's just the biggest house in town. So the door opens just a, a about three inches or so, and you can see a face peering out, face of an older gentleman. And he says, may I help you? We're looking for the mayor. Um. Yes, the, um, the mayor is out right now. Can I take a message for him? No. Can we wait for him, please? This is a very good adventuring team. I'm going to have you roll some Persuasion. With a 27 on Persuasion, which is a critical, that's fucking fantastic, you see him consider for just a moment, and, uh, and he closes the door and, you know, pulls the little door chain off and, and opens the door the rest of the way and says, yes, yes, come come, come in, come in. I assume you all enter? Yep. Yes. Yes. You enter, and again, the house just looks kind of normal, right? I mean, it's not like cobwebs and dust and bullshit or anything like that. Um, and the door closes behind you and he says, an adventuring team, you say. The very good adventuring team. I'm sure you are. Perhaps you could be of assistance then. You see, the mayor... Oh, the mayor's been missing for quite some time, actually, and, and we've We've gotten by okay without him, but it's a little weird that we've gone five years without a mayor in this town, so it would be nice to know the fate of him. Why well, haven't you chosen a new mayor? No one seemed to mind. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you been doing in this house for five years? You know, reading and eating and just... living yourself? Mostly having an easy time of it. It's, it's actually been all right. What do you know about this farmer? His
3: daughter that's hanging out with the mayor. Daughter, you say. Is that why you're here? Don't ask me questions.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> this goes Could be we're here for the daughter. Could be we're here for the mayor. Could be we're here. <laughs> to for your head. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> that's, just...
0: <laughs> that's not a sociopathic thing to say in a conversation at all. I don't know. Don't you talk
2: to me How <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> dare you talk to me While I'm talking to you
1: It's <laughs> a so,
0: one way street here buddy Yeah um, So he uh, you, you had mentioned the daughter and, and he says Well you see Dinsmore his, his daughter Well she had been Involved with the mayor's daughter And we, there was quite a bit of fighting about it. And well, interestingly enough, she had come here and she was, well, trying to convince the mayor that that they should let their relationship happen. And there was a lot of arguing and a lot of shouting and the shouting grew louder. And I was just in the kitchen preparing some snacks for the meal later. And well, then the shouting stopped. I waited, I waited a little more. And eventually I went in the room, the parlor just over there, and he kind of points and indicates a room through a little arched doorway, says they were all in there, and then they weren't. They were gone. I heard no doors open or close. I heard no windows. I heard no fighting or anything. They just weren't there anymore. All three of them. His wife was there as well. So there's four of them. Four, all missing in the blink of an eye. Can we go take a look at this room? You certainly can. He walks you in there and says, they were all right here. I've never understood what happened. There's no window or trapdoor or anything we can see? Uh, There's nothing immediately visible. Did you want to investigate any particular part of the room that I haven't described to you at all?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would like to.
0: Uh, So you enter this room. It's, It's probably like 10 feet by 15 feet. This is obviously like sort of the what the mayor would use for, like small-town gatherings or receiving guests, things like that. It's mostly just chairs. In the center of the room, there's an a area rug, a lovely area rug. It's very nicely done. Would you, you say re- it,
2: would you say it ties the room
0: together? Yes, I would absolutely say that. I was about to lead into that, but I'm, I'm glad you picked it up for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, a couple of paintings on the walls, wall sconces. But overall, this looks like just a, a fairly normal room. Are you scooting around in the room at all, or are you just looking at it from the edge? No, we're going to go in there and take a look around. People disappeared. I'd like to have each of you make some investigation rolls. 24. 24 is enough. You guys don't even need to roll. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What did you find? What did he find? Dun, dun, dun! You notice that the area rug is billowing a little bit. Seeing that... You reach down and dramatically pull the rug away. And there in the middle of it is a hole. It's square-ish, and it goes down into a room below. It's a lit room. Uh, You can see a stone floor, but that's about it. The drop is probably 10 feet-ish. Do you know of this, butler? The butler comes over and says, What the fuck? There's no basement in this house. How long have you been working here, butler? It's all my life.
2: And you said there is a light? The room is lit. The,
0: the,
2: the room, room that below we're in is it, lit. Okay. Yeah.
0: Not a not a source of light that you can see at the moment. Okay. I mean, unless you stick your head down it there or something. It's pretty
2: hard to believe that a butler sees a whole family disappear and he doesn't, like, look around for a trap door. For five years? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you saying this out loud or are you.
2: Yeah, I might as well. I'm mm-hmm. looking at my my friendly compatriots, and I'm talking about this butler like he's not here, like, I find it pretty hard to believe (laughs) that a butler lives here for five years and sees a family disappear and doesn't check for any trapdoors. He might be in on
0: it. Yeah. Seems suspicious. Very. He He, he steps up to defend himself, and you say, don't fucking talk to me. (laughs) No, he, what he does say, actually, because uh, he's he's getting a little weird about this, because he's obviously been living with this weirdness for a long time, and he says, I have not set foot in this room. Because, quite honestly, it's given me the heebie-jeebies to even think about being in this room, since this is where they disappeared from. Do I sense he's telling the truth? That would be an insight roll. <gasps> would it? now? It would. I should all this rolling we're doing. It's like we're playing D&D.
1: Oh my god. I don't like it.
0: Dice rolling? Kolvik, with a roll of an 8, you really don't know, although I don't know if you're actually even thinking about suspicions right now. I'm
1: not. I'm, I'm looking at the... Yeah, he's the one who... Has, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one looking at the, the... I'm just looking at the hole. <laughs>
0: um, so with a roll of a 23, Melvin, you, you feel pretty confident that this guy's telling the truth. He definitely is visibly shaken, not only by the fact that there's now people investigating this um, long since occurred disappearance, but also by the fact that there's a fucking hole in this floor. That I mean, he's and he's telling the truth. You also can see uh, that there's no basement to this house. Nihao, listeners, and welcome back to the very good adventuring team. You know, I read somewhere a while back that most podcasts don't make it past twenty eight episodes, so. BAM! Here we are, defying the odds, sticking it to the man, being tenacious, and in general, being pretty cool. I want you to imagine our podcast logo artwork, and then imagine a pair of like 8-bit sunglasses coming down from the top of the frame, and then a word bubble appears that says, deal with it. Because we know about memes and stuff, because we're cool, we're not actually that cool, and I'm probably just a little punchy from this beautiful, beautiful summer day. One quick note on audio. In my never-ending quest to improve our quality, I accidentally made it worse during this recording session. Turned up the gate too high again. And things get a little choppy on some laughter in some other spots. I'm real sorry about that. Reviews. I took a look across the pond to see two new reviews in the UK section of iTunes. Is Pepsi okay? tells us. The opening disclaimer is not to be taken lightly and it more than lives up to the warning. However, what lies beyond is a few good laughs between friends accompanied by some really rather good music and an interesting narrative. I look forward to future episodes just to see how the group gets on. Glenitron tells us, This show follows a D&D adventure of a group of unlikely heroes mark, as they confront terrifying monsters, powerful rivals and worst of all, their own bad judgment. This show is well-produced with some excellent background music and good sound in general. If you aren't put off by their accurate warning that it contains both mature themes and immature humor, you're going to have a great time with the Very Good Adventuring team. Well, thanks for those reviews, folks. We're really happy to see them. And do you know what else I'm really super extra happy to announce? We got a new sponsor on Patreon! Brian, I got to tell you that your patronage came at a really great moment. It was a real day brightener for me. You know, sometimes you're slogging through the work week, and yes, of course, I have a day job, and you're thinking about going home after 8 to 10 hours of work so you can sit down to edit mouth noises and weak farts out of a podcast. Well, those are the moments where it's really extra nice to get some positive reinforcement about the thing you're putting your heart and soul into. So... To all the folks who've gone the extra mile and thrown a few shekels our way, Zach, John, Victor, Brian, Emily, and now Brian, we tip our hats to all of you for helping keep the show on the air in more ways than one. Now, with all that praise, I don't want you to think that we've forgotten about our iTunes reviewers. We're over 20 reviews now, which is pretty huge for a small-time show from not-famous people with no marketing budget. Thanks to all of you who've contributed there. Thanks also to everyone who's reviewed us on other platforms that I don't know how to find. You are also awesome. And of course, we are also super, super grateful to those of you who've told your friends, family, enemies, cellmates, co-pilots, pack members, former lovers, counselors, priests, and anyone else about us. As I've mentioned, we're still pretty small time at this point, and we can actually see it when there's a spike in new folks checking us out. We know that iTunes reviews have a lot to do with that, but we also know it comes from good old-fashioned word of mouth. So if you've told anybody about us, know that you have our gratitude. And finally, a quick thank you to all of you who just download and listen every week. I know you're getting something out of it too. Well, well, at least I hope you are. But just know that you are appreciated too. Seeing those download stats climb up there really makes us feel like we're doing something that people enjoy. You know, there's always more that I could say, but I think that's enough for now. There's a pretty big mystery afoot, and I'd like to get all of you fine folks back into the episode.
2: So, are there steps going down? Is that what we see? Just a drop. Just a drop? Oof. Okay. I'd say get a rope and Go down and tie uh, to,
1: get the what? Should, should Let's we tie it push it to the, the butler down there first. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. We should send the butler down with us. He might you're know.
0: You are gonna just shove him down there? No, with, with the rope.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's take. How, the, about, how about um? Make the how about go. we light a torch and just throw a torch down and see what happens? The room okay. is lit. You can see into the room. It's.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, we can see in. Okay, so yeah. we
0: can see to. Yeah. Forgive me if I didn't describe this properly. It's a squarish hole, but it's it's like a hole. It's not like a a trapdoor or mm-hmm. anything else. there's just literally a hole,
3: butler, how do you feel about going down there first? uh he says
2: I don't feel good about it at mm-hmm. all, <laughs> okay so oh. we can we can see the bottom of this hole,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's only like ten twelve feet down, and it's just a room mm-hmm. underneath this room
1: is there any oh, yeah. yeah, anything we can tie a rope to up here, like a mantle or a stonework or something? yeah, sure, okay, let me do that there's a then...
0: sturdy wall sconce.
1: I'll start. I mean, I'll I'll shimmy on down and slowly check in my way on the way down, see if any traps go off and see what's down below. Yeah. ah, oh,
0: <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so you make your way down into this hole. You you uh, you tie up the rope to something sturdy. Let's say there's one of those like the fuck do you call those things? The little iron grate thing that you put logs in in a fireplace. You tie it to that. It's bolted down.
2: Like the thing in the Goonies where they find the yes. Mm-hmm. The
0: secret passageway and the that that,
2: Chester Copperpot.
0: The heavy set child is down in there with his eyes poking above or whatever.
1: Nicholas Femel.
0: That's such a dumb name. Nicholas Chester Femell. Copperpot. <laughs> 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 Certainly for a pirate. All right. You'd think it'd have beard or scurvy or something in it.
1: Well, no that wasn't the they pirate, were looking for though. a one-eyed willie yeah that was chester the... copperpot was the guy who had uh, the, the money
0: he was though he was the explorer yeah, the that explorer, was looking that's for right. one-eyed willie yeah.
1: still a stupid name
0: yeah i mean if you're going to do like alliteration just do the alliteration <laughs>
1: chester copperpot the
0: copperpot it does have kind of a harry potter feel to it though Anywho, you have climbed down this rope into the room below You find yourself in a room that is approximately 10 feet on a side. It is a very simple stone room. There are torches in four corners of the room. And on the north wall is a plain wooden door. That's it.
1: Hey, guys, I see a plain wooden door in this hallway with four torches. And I'm trying to remember everything you said, but I
0: can't. You relay it back. (laughs) We montage through that. (laughs) All right, I'm jumping. There's stuff down here. Two out of three. Are we going to go three for three? Are you all in the hole? Are there any comfortable chairs around? There are several very comfortable chairs in the room you're in in the parlor. I think I'll sit on one of those chairs. Ask the butler to get you some soup. Yes. (laughs) Here, here, (laughs) butler. Soup. He's he's delighted to bring you some soup. Oh, excellent. He shows you to a very comfortable chair. It's one of those big reading chairs with the huge back on it, the wings. Very nice. I've never understood what those wings are for. Is that a decorative thing, or is that like a functional? Like thing? the ones that come up right here. Yeah, yeah, like like you know, it's it's. There's always that tall back, and there's always mm-hmm. the two big like. uh and it's to hold your head up if you fall asleep on it. Ah, I was thinking maybe it'd be like a sound thing, but I think bar just a distraction,
2: like corner of your eyes. but so nobody can <laughs> see your face. I was actually reading an article on why car seats are so uncomfortable. Like the headrests on those, like protrude protrude, protrude forward. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a safety feature. So you don't get whiplash should you get rear or front-ended. So it keeps your shoulders at the same horizontal plane, I guess, as your neck and head. So it keeps your head from whipping back.
0: The very good safety team.
2: Yep. Not (laughs) built for comfort, built for safety. (laughs) Same thing on airplanes, I think. Anyway.
0: I saw a comedy bit one time that was something about like A guy on an airplane asking the stewardess, like, all right, if the plane starts crashing, why am I supposed to put my head down between my knees? And the stewardess is like, oh, that's not for safety. That's so when the plane hits, you'll snap your neck before you break all the rest of the bones in your body and you can die comfortably and quickly. Uh (laughs) And he's like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you can kiss your ass goodbye, but I guess... Nice. Uh All right, Melvin. So Melvin is hanging out in a very comfortable chair waiting for soup upstairs, and uh, Roscoe, Kolvik, you guys are down in the room described earlier, with uh, four torches and a single wooden door.
1: I'm going to put my ear to the door, see if I can hear anything on the other side.
0: You hear nothing from the other side of that door. Not even going to make you roll for it. It's just quiet like the grave. We're going to very stealthily open the door as quietly as we can you do that. The door is unlocked. As you enter the next room, it is approximately the same size as the room you were just in. The walls, floor, ceiling, everything, the whole thing is stone. Uh, there's the door that you just entered through, which is the southern wall. And then you see writing on the west, north, and east walls. Okay. Can we decide what these writings say? If you walk up to them, you can. Would you like to investigate?
1: I would like to investigate the West Wall.
0: Kolvik, you go to inspect the Western Wall, and we did we establish that you're you're literate, right? I feel like we made a joke sometime about you being illiterate, but I. What is the intelligence for literacy? There's no specific intelligence I mean
1: okay, I thought you, I saw was, I think it was if like you have nigga. to ask You're illiterate <laughs>
0: <laughs> If you have to ask You can't read it
1: <laughs> So What, what is, does this say?
0: <laughs> yes sir He is illiterate
1: <laughs> What's the alphabet I need to know I'm illiterate um, No you uh, I, I,
0: yeah, I, I just I, thought We I, talked about it At one point But let's just go ahead And say that you can read Everyone <laughs> can read <laughs> Read great read,
3: uh, Quote unquote
0: Anyway, Kolvik, you go to the wall, and you see upon it are four lines of text. Those four lines of text read as follows. My love from me so cruelly torn, but care not I for common born. True love is all my heart can see, so bring my true love back to me.
1: Can I read that slower?
0: No. (laughs) You can go back and replay the recording. It'll be like Spaceballs the movie. It's just, it, the recording's on the shelf over there. Never mind. I just rewatched Spaceballs so that joke was relevant only to me. hmm uh-huh. I'm gonna save you guys the trouble here and we're gonna shortcut to say that on the Eastern wall, there is also four lines. Such fate to be imprisoned here. I feel my love so very near. In darkness now, I dream of light. Return me to my love so bright. And then on the North wall, is one final little sketch of poetry. It says, It matters least what's in the heart. I'll keep love-struck fools apart. Pure blood's what brought this destiny. Now blood is what keeps you from me.
1: Is this room lit up as well? It is.
0: This war room, much like the last room, has a torch in each of the four corners.
1: We should turn off the torches. Well, how are they
2: on? Who lit these torches? They've been burning here for five years? Would
0: you like to inspect the torches? Since I'm not in the room, I should probably keep my... <laughs> hey! Hey, guys! You just hear from above you, what's lighting it up down there? Why don't you take a look? <laughs> what's up with them torches? Hey, take a look at the torches. Well. So for the people that are in the room, you know now what is on these... I'll take a look at the torches. You take a look at the torch, and... Uh, I'll have you make an Arcana roll. Ooh. They're gonna be magic torches. and I rolled. Ooh, nice roll. 21. I rolled a 21. Uh, You can distinctly tell that these are magical torches. Uh, You can not only tell because, well, they're not putting off any smoke, they're not really putting off any heat, and uh, the material inside of the torch is not burning. Given that you don't really have a magical background of any kind, you can't really tell what sort of magic or anything, but you can tell for certain that they are magical. I still think we should
1: try to extinguish it because it does say in the darkness you can see light. Okay. Let's put out the torches. Tell me how you're going to try and put out a torch. Um, I do have that water, uh, a canteen of water that is unlimited. I'd like to splash it on. Okay. At least one of them.
0: If you recall, the the uh, the canteen thingy of infinite water here has three different settings, if I recall. Fire hose.
3: <laughs> okay, um, I feel like if we do the stupid round here, like the walls could come together and smash us.
1: Um, it's gonna
0: go all Indiana Jones on you.
1: You can do a stream, produce one gallon of water; fountain for five gallons, or a geyser produces thirty gallons of water that gushes forth. Maybe you should put all the torches together. And then just do a, a fountain of five gallons. I think that should be enough. What do I know? I'm not in the room.
2: <laughs>
3: Roscoe,
1: as I. Was like, oh, do you just want to do one at a time and see what happens?
3: Oh, well, my character's not very bright. Now let's try to get them all together.
0: Can we move them? Let's try to move one. You grab one of the torch handles and find that it does not remove from the wall, it is one effectively solid piece. So it, like, it looks like a, what would you call it, an iron sconce? sconce. Is that the right word for it? So there's like an iron sconce and a wooden
1: torch stuck into it, but they're one piece. Before I do this, I'm going to go around to eat sconce and pull out of them because I've seen too many Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> <laughs> Does anything happen? I'm going to
0: tell you that that's not the solution to this, but I almost changed my mind as soon as you said it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I do want to... Um, Take one of these fountains and use a stream of one gallon of water and flush out a light.
0: Okay, so as you are pouring the water onto this thing, the, the flame uh, coming from the torch doesn't change. It's like the water is just passing right through it and not dousing at all. It's almost illusory looking, like a really good hologram, I guess. That didn't do anything. That didn't do anything. It did nothing at all except for wet the wall and then like the torch below the flame looks wet now you can see that there is water on this thing but the flame itself was unaffected let me have each of you make let's just do a straight intelligence roll for the people that are in the room when's my soup gonna be ready 22. i'll come back to you in just a moment kolvik your roll of four doesn't really contribute a lot to the conversation but roscoe your roll of 22 tells you that the north wall you just get this feeling that it's something about the North Wall. While you ponder that, we'll cut back up to Melvin sitting very comfortably upstairs, and Wadsworth comes back with uh, with two bowls of soup. Oh! And uh, he sits down next to you and hands you a little spoon and kind of leans over and he says, "How do you think they're doing down there?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. This
2: raspy whispers in my ear. Uh, I think they're doing just fine. And uh, what kind of soup
0: did he give me? Um Dealer's choice. What do you want? Um Beef Stew. Beef stew. It's like it's like dinty more. Can I we're not gonna get sued if I say dinty more in the podcast, right? It's delicious dinty more. The <laughs> best kind of soup. <laughs> the kind of soup company that makes great food and doesn't sue people. i <laughs> call it Minty door. <laughs> <Minty-dor. laughs> <laughs> <Minty-dor. laughs> That's that's it. I'm writing that down. That's canon now. There is minty door soup. (laughs) (laughs) Minty door soup. How does it make me feel? Oh, you feel warm inside. Um, It's it's to just the right temperature for eating soup. You know, like not too hot and not too cold. Like it would be too hot, but if you blow on it for just a second, it's perfect. Nice. This guy really knows his soup. Wow. Nice. Well
2: done, Wadsworth. Thank you very much. You guys clink spoons? Yeah. Throw them a gold <laughs> piece on the I'm floor. Doing... <laughs> <laughs> Into the pissing pot, why don't you? Jeez. Is there a uh, fireplace or anything like that nearby?
0: Uh, there's room? a fireplace, but it is currently not lit.
2: Wadsworth, um... Uh... <laughs> I'm afraid to light anything on fire in this place. Uh,
0: Wadsworth, um... Does that fireplace work? He gives you a slightly confused look and says, Yeah. How about you uh, light us up a fire there, buddy? He re- leans over and slaps you on the knee and says, That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes over and uh, stokes up a little fire for you guys. I'm happy with my soup and my fire. Okay. Uh, so, cut back down to the scene below. You guys have doused. you, uh, Roscoe, you've got an intuition about the, the north wall. But uh, so far, nothing has changed. Your situation has not improved. You have no soup. All right, I'm walking to the north wall. I'm reading it again. Reading the north wall, you see, it matters least what's in the heart. I'll keep love-struck fools apart. Pure blood's what brought this destiny. Now blood is what keeps you from me.
1: I'm actually going to go Shh, ahead. You're not down there.
3: Oh, I was just
1: going <laughs> to say that. No, you know, I'm fucking right. gonna... soup eater. <laughs> Damn it. You ruined
3: it. <laughs> I take one of my daggers, cut my hand, and I slap my palm on the plaque.
1: I was going to give you a high five, then cut your hand and put it on it. <laughs> what? Hold, your, hold your hand up like you're going to give him a high five and cut him instead. Cut his hand and put it on <laughs> it and... Oh, that's perfect. That's what I was going to do until you soupy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> soupy mouth came up.
0: Okay. Roscoe, you cut your hand. And when you see the first drops of blood go, you slap your hand to the wall. And that wall, in fact, begins sliding downward, eventually, with a loud stone-grinding noise, which, Melvin, you can actually even hear upstairs. Eventually, that, uh, the top of that wall is flush with the floor of the room, and you can see another room ahead of you. This room in front of you is a little bit larger than the ones you've been in so far. It's approximately 20 feet on a side. The ceiling arcs several feet above you. In the center of the room is a statue of a woman kneeling on a pedestal. Uh, She has her arms stretched out to either side of her, with open palms facing upward. You can see writing carved on the front of this pedestal, and you can't read it from where you are. The north wall of this room, directly opposite you, is blank, and the walls to the east and west each have doors set into them. Let's go read the statue.
1: I'm actually, before this, I'm going to go and... Tell Melvin to get down to the whole level so he can kind of actually understand what I'm saying to him. Move up and explain the situation and ask if he wants to join us now. Two rooms later. No. Smells <laughs> <laughs> so good up there. And then you just walk away back to the other room. It is good. Can't hear you. He walked away. Well, You hear you over here. So hmm. anyway,
0: minty door does make the best. <laughs> <soups>. <laughs> So as Kolvik returns to the room, you guys go up and read the little poem on the pedestal there. That pedestal says, the way to him I guard from you, I guard him from the bitter truth. With love you can this prison burst, bring hearts to me, remove this curse. Let's go get the butler.
2: You're going to carve out his heart or
1: what? Yeah, I think it it says, so. says hearts. Well there are, um, we fully, I'm going to stop you. Two other rooms. <laughs> there's, there's
2: some
0: uh, other options before we go to murder.
2: Uh, is there? <laughs>
3: Would we call those options? All right, let's go take a look at one of the doors.
1: <laughs> okay. Kate Lyles Waldworth, he made great soup.
0: Uh, so you see, there are doors on the western side and the eastern side of the room. The doors look fairly identical, uh, they are made of stone. Uh, on large iron hinges. That's about it, there's nothing really fancy about them. All right, let's go try the east door. So you go to the eastern door and you see uh, it opens into sort of a long narrow hallway. At the end of this hallway is another door. You walk across the room to inspect this door. Upon this door are five locks. Uh, starting from the topmost lock, it says above it the word Dwarven in Dwarven script. And underneath it, it, ha- it says two or four. To the right, uh, or rather going clockwise from that in a circle, there is another lock that says Goblin. To the left of that lock, scratched in obviously after this door was built, it says the words Never Trust a Goblin. Underneath that, it says one or four or five. Continuing on clockwise, you see a lock that says orc and it has the number 6 underneath it. To the side of that is scratched the words orc NO COUNT GOOD. The fourth lock, in the order, it says COMMON, and it just has the number 3 underneath it. And the final lock says ELVIN, and it says 1 or 2 or 4. You are presented with a riddle that I stole from Reddit, and I cannot remember the person that mentioned it. So I'm probably stealing it from at least two different sources, because they probably stole it from a different source. But again, there are five locks. Dwarven, Goblin, Orc, Common, and Elven. There are a series of numbers under each one, and some uh, extra text carved next to them. And then finally, at the bottom of all of this, it says, in order or not at all. While you guys start thinking about this uh, wall of stuff in front of you, we'll cut back upstairs. Melvin, you finished your soup. It it was really good. You've had uh, just some delightful small talk about the weather with Wadsworth. Turns out he's actually just a, a really nice guy. He's uh, he's had a lot of free time on his hands over the past five years. Obviously, not having a, a family to serve, uh, having a family to serve, so he's uh, he's taken up painting. Um, he takes you into uh, the other room and shows you that there's some. You know, they're they're not big. Uh, they're they're Painted on, like, not really canvas, because that's not something that'd be readily available, but just, like, slabs of, you know, wood and stuff like that. Little little paintings of vases and, you know, fruit and a squirrel. The squirrel, he's very proud of the squirrel one. How old is Wadsworth? Wadsworth is probably... Wadsworth is a human. He's a human, by the way, and 55. Okay.
2: Well, that's all, um... It's all very... Those are very nice paintings, Wadsworth. Thank you very much.
0: He says, Thanks you're a
2: you're a gentleman and a scholar
0: <laughs>
2: do uh do you have any um did the mayor have any pipes at all
0: or um any tobacco
2: or anything around that you know
0: he says yes, he does takes you back into the har- uh the parlor and you guys uh, <laughs> you guys light up some pipes and uh you you know you hang out and continue your quiet conversation oh, very nice, starting to like wadsworth yeah he's a stand up fellow see him certainly is back to downstairs. Oh, how's things going on? Well, Kovac, I've got Elf Goblin, Common Dwarf Orc for the order.
1: Well, I've got Elven Dwarf Common Orc Goblin.
3: Says to never trust a goblin.
1: And that's why I think that he would not be one, four, or five, but a six. An orc can't count good, so he might be wrong in general. Clearly
3: orcs can't count good because there are not six options.
1: Good call. Half orcs either.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> my thought is that uh, the orc is fifth. Because he can't count well. Mm-hmm. Also, their grammar is terrible.
1: Alright, I'll go with that.
3: So we, we think we know the order but do we have keys?
1: We do not have keys. So, just by throwing this out there, this is a stone door, right? Mm-hmm. Would I be able to use a stone shape on this stone door, and if it is not five feet thick, walk through it.
0: Um, you can always try anything.
1: I'm going to try stone door just to go the easy route and not have to do riddles.
0: So the way that I'm going to do this is stone shape is a fourth level transmutation spell.
1: Not to ruin this awesome riddle that you've presented yourself
0: (laughs) with, No, no. Solutions are solutions. You can can solve things however you want, but there's more going on here than what you can see. So, what I'm going to say is you reach out and you touch the door to cast this spell. I'm going to have you first make a... I'm going to have you first make an Arcana check. You rolled a six, so there's information that you don't have, basically. Uh, I will then have you make what's your what's your spell casting ability? Um, which which stat is that based off of? Wisdom. Wisdom. Alright, just roll wisdom for me.
1: And that's with the modifier?
0: Yeah, so add your wisdom modifier to 19. it. 19. Um you you feel like you're you're almost there. You almost shaped this stone. And
1: that wasn't saving throw, right? That's just regu- just off the regular yeah. modifier. Okay. Just a regular
0: 19. modifier. With a 19, you just, mm. it's its fighting back against okay. you. And you can't quite feel why because, well, because you rolled pretty low on your check for Connor kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not exactly sure how or why, but this thing resists you casting that spell. Just barely, but it does.
1: Okay. Something is behind this door.
3: All right. Should we go check the other side of the main room?
1: Sounds good to me.
0: All right. All right, you go back through to the main room, and uh, you walk up to the other door. Uh, Opening that door, you find yourself in, um, it's sort of another long hallway, similar to the one that you were in before. Um, This one is sort of a a dark, reddish, purplish, blackish stone. You can't really identify it. Uh, And you can see that there's like metallic grills set into the wall on either side of it. And there's another stone door at the far end.
3: Let's investigate this door.
0: As you enter the room, the door that you had just walked through slams closed behind you. Yes. Allow me to make one slight modification.
1: Emily, I'm not there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I was hoping you'd come down, but you know.
0: Soup. Melvin is not in the room. Colvick and Roscoe are... As you enter this room, uh, like I said, the room itself, it's long, it's narrow, it's made of some darkish stone that you don't really recognize as the door at the far end. Uh, now that you're in the room and the door is closed behind you, you can feel that it's, uh, it's kind of hot in here. Episode twenty nine. Maybe you should eat this guy. Was released on May thirteenth, two thousand and eighteen. Check this shit out. We've got a new outro and it's awful. Vegan. Vegan.
3: Vegan. The very good adventuring team.
2: <laughs> There's a guy that's called Mr. Methane. What does
3: he do? Ha <laughs> <laughs>